90% of all scientists that have ever been alive are alive today. That's a lot of information, but don't panic. It's not an exact science. Hey, Shannon, how are you? I'm surviving. I have my usual first week of school cold that I get every single semester. Because <laughs> you just stress out so much about about those new classes. I guess so. You know, um, I didn't really feel like I was stressed out this year at all. And as I was doing my syllabus 10 minutes before class, I thought maybe, maybe I am stressed out. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, whatever. It's fine. Classes went fine. It'll be great. (laughs) Well, you know what is great, though? What? You've survived 300 episodes of Don't Panic. Yay! Um, John, I don't want to point out, it's actually 301. That's true. (laughs) Episode 300. I just want to point it out before we get all that mail that says, oh, but you celebrated episode 200 on episode 199. Well, we're going to celebrate on the round numbers this time. (laughs) Shaking it up. (laughs) I can't believe that. I'm disappointed it's not a full year of podcast, but then when I think that's 300 weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll be coming up on 365 soon and about another year and change. That's, um, we've been together a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. I'm very proud we're, of us. We're slowly getting to the point where I can't say like, I have t-shirts older than this podcast. <laughs> I only have one kid older than this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Man, so weird. Wow, that was really weird when I put it in terms of my daughter's age. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so this thing that started during grad school, as I don't know if we'll keep doing it or not, uh, here we are. <laughs> Still going. Yeah, and you know, we decided to also do what we normally do on these huge milestones, which is, you know, take a look at where we've been and and where we're going and reminisce and ruminate and reinvigorate for the next hundred weeks of podcasts, right? Exactly. Can you believe how much easier it is now? No. The <laughs> I mean, we we spend various amounts of time preparing for each show. Some shows require very little preparation. Some yeah. shows require a few hours. Yes. Yeah. At least. Uh, I'll say some shows require more than that. Yes. Some shows are... <laughs> Things that we talk about for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, I especially love the ones where you throw out a topic and I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to read an entire book just to be able to talk about any of this <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> well, and the ones that always crack me up are, you know, some. it really seems like, and I know I've said this before, the shows that I put the most effort into personally always get like the lower listenership. Oh, man. It's so disappointing, right? Yeah. That's something like, oh, I'm going to, oh, I really researched this topic and put together extensive notes, and this is fascinating. And it actually (laughs) kind of flops. (laughs) Fascinating to you. Um, Yeah. I, I think that's sort of one of the things that keeps me going is because I always find it so interesting what you guys find interesting. Because it's just like you said, it's never what we would think. And that's, that's really cool to me. Right. And, you know, we did a listener survey a while back. It's probably getting close to time for another one. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I did think it was slightly humorous that one of the things the listener survey said you didn't like was conference recap podcasts. (laughs) So we had a pandemic and there were no conferences. You're Ah. welcome. That's right. Uh, go ahead and predict um, whatever is going to happen in the world next by filling out our survey. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to, you know, conferences are in person this year. And it's like, I'm not even going because my research was so stalled by the pandemic that I don't really have anything to say. So I'm going to save my money this next year. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. It is interesting to me too. One of the one of the folks at the shop was saying, like, "Oh, are we going to build any of you know Product X this year?" 
I said, probably not because everybody that was going to go do field work with that product didn't get to go. <laughs> and so they don't have any more money for that field work right now to buy any more of those products. Right. And it's like, we're still sort of tenuous on what new field work is going to look like now. You know, I'm trying to sort of plan some, but I don't want to put resources, money or other or time into planning a field campaign for November and get told I can't go. So, you know. Yeah. And it really has kind of messed up the grant cycle for a lot of folks. Oh yeah. Yes, very much so. And it's like, we have a grant that should almost be wrapping up now that we still haven't even actually drilled the well we're supposed to drill just because of COVID and related things. And we definitely haven't gotten to do any of our outreach because we can't, meet or travel in groups. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of messed up stuff that's probably still going to keep going. So, you know, no more, um, no more conference recaps for a while. (laughs) Well, you know, probably half of this last hundred episodes has really been under the, the time of COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is very true. I thought maybe that we'd have more time to talk about things since we were, you know, stuck at home, but it turns out that didn't, that wasn't true either. You know, it's, you had time not being, not traveling, but it just got filled up with other things that needed immediate attention. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like teaching, teaching geology online. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which turns out doesn't work very well. (laughs) So yeah. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is geology has been around a long time. So there's still lots of things that we can talk about for the next 300 episodes. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> you know, I thought it'd be fun. We've asked for several weeks now, and I know a lot of folks don't stay caught up. They, you know, listen in bursts whenever they have time. Uh, so I'm sorry if you didn't get to participate in this, but we got some nice audio clips from people saying hello And so we'd like to play those now and introduce you to some of your fellow listeners. Hey, John and Shannon. My name's Ben. I got turned on to the Don't Panic Geocast by Embedded FM uh, several years ago, and you guys have quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. Um, I'm in computers generally, but have really enjoyed getting back into science and learning a bunch of things that I never learned back in school, you know, decades ago. Um, to the point where you guys are extremely bad for my budget. And every time you tend to bring up a new kind of sensor, it tends to go straight into the eBay cart. Uh, That's been a lot of fun. I've actually done projects with a few of them. Um, So yeah, I really appreciate the geology and geophysics and all the science that you guys cover all the time. Also, thank you very much for the delay on the last show so that those of us who are super procrastinators could get our audio comments in. Love the show. Keep going. Thanks. Paul Edison Law, Geological Society of the Oregon Country here in Portland, Oregon. Shannon and John, we just love your podcasts, so thank you for everything you do. My name is Mike. I live in southwestern Wisconsin. I have been listening, I went back and checked, since 2016. My oldest saved episode is episode 51, Regulation. I think I had that for lunch, I think is what it's called. I actually did have to go back and listen to confirm the pronunciation of Regulation. It's also one of the episodes where John goes on about ice being a mineral, which I appreciate because that's now one of the fun facts I drop at picnics and on road trips and such. And I started listening because of a mention from the podcast Orbital Mechanics, who I don't listen to anymore, but you captured my imagination. So uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for all the shows and great info, etc. And congratulations on 300. 300. It's hard to believe. Thanks for the mental shore leave. Who knew in haste that rocks have a taste? Best wishes from listener Steve. Hi, my name is Daryl from Sydney, Australia. 
And now is time for everybody's favourite segment, Fun Paper Friday. Yay! Hello, John and Shannon, and all the Don't Panic Geocast audience. I'm Michael Wallace from Phoenix, Arizona, an environmental engineering geophysicist and GIS developer working in the mining space. Love the geocast, been listening since Matt Hall first co-hosted from Undersampled Radio. I enjoy all the episodes, but my favorites are related to Python and geophysical instrumentation. These shows take me back to university and fuels the desire for new learning. Here's to 300 more episodes. Thank you again, John and Shannon. Well, Shannon, that was a lot of fun hearing from some of our listeners. So thanks to everybody who sent those clips in. Yeah, absolutely. It's always great to put voices to your names as you email us stuff. So that's awesome. I hope I hope we have more than that number of listeners, and I hope you guys are just too shy to send in your stuff. <laughs> the download statistics show us you're there. So. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's just Martin doing all those downloads. <laughs> Thanks, Martin. <laughs> so, unless, a, unless a few of you have a cell phone bank. That's true. <laughs> you just keep downloading on. That's fine. As long as our stats are good, right? That's all we care about. <laughs> I mean, that's what the advertisers care about. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> right. For, for really, all of our advertisers uh, we have. Oh, we need that soundboard so bad. We can just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had an interesting idea, though, for us talking about, you know, being on our 301st episode to say, you know, what are we going to do instead of just a, where are we going and where have we been? Because we've done that before. Um, but we wanted to pick out some of our favorite moments of the last roughly two years so the last hundred episodes um, from the podcast. And that was really cool because I don't generally go back. There, there are certain episodes that I go back to, the ones that I assign in class, but I've already got those pretty locked in, you know? Um, so that was a very fun exercise. <laughs> yes. And I'm, <laughs> we have not talked at all. We didn't write these down in a shared document. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you picked. You have no idea what I picked. I'm dying to see if there's any overlap. I know. So, okay. So I will say I picked one, two. You said pick three. I picked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, just in case we overlapped. <laughs> so I started out with eight or nine, and then I just started closing tabs until I was down to three. So I have <gasps> oh, no backups. Down to three? Okay. Well, I have four circled and I have one that's boxed. <laughs> well, three circles, one box. So I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't know what happened to my brain that I boxed one. Um, yeah. So, so we'll just see as we go. Um, that was a great one. Um, I don't know how you want to do this back and forth, but there is one that I can't say is my favorite, but I do. It's probably my favorite title. So. Uh, yeah. So that's part of, I started picking by title. I was like, but this actually isn't. <laughs> The goal is which one did I, <laughs> I, I enjoy <laughs> doing the most or do we get the most feedback on that kind of thing? Okay. Um, All right. So, so I'll leave that one, I'll leave that one out then. And we can – why don't we start with that? Just what you said. Which one did you enjoy the most of our last hundred episodes? You know, this was this was hard. Yeah, and this is what super I, hard. <laughs> what I learned from this is we need to do more interviews. Oh, I okay. I have a perfect mix of interview and regular show. So out of the eight or nine that I picked, they were over two thirds interviews, probably. Wow. So you don't like talking to me? Oh, we're gonna have words after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the one that I enjoyed the most as a participant in the conversation uh, was probably episode two thirty one, Prison Tools with Dr. <gasps> Matt Hall. Oh, okay. Nope, I didn't. I'm sorry, Matt. I didn't pick that one. <laughs> okay. What did you like the most about that one? It was a deep discussion of what, you know, we, we talk about programming and software and computing on here quite a bit, but Matt always has totally different perspectives because Matt and I think in a compatible but very different way. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. And so I just enjoyed the the banter 
in that okay. episode and it gave me some different ways to look at things. And we talked a lot about things like, you know, you and I talk about teaching pedagogy and, uh, it was a very fun episode just content wise. It was also a fun episode because we were doing it in person sitting in an Airbnb in Houston and we'd been working together for the last two weeks mm-hmm. on a project. Yeah. Uh, it, w- it was just a very enjoyable episode, uh, both from a content perspective and just from when and how we did it. And that was a very good couple of weeks of life. Was I even – I wasn't even on that episode, John. You, you were not. Your favorite episode <laughs> is the one I wasn't on. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry that this is the last podcast we're going to do. <laughs> so you were on the others. Hi. No, I'm going to go back and try to figure out. I had one that you weren't on. I'm going to, that's my favorite one, whichever one that was. <laughs> I don't think it's in the last two, our last 100, unfortunately. It wasn't, but it's my favorite of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that really, really hit me where it hurt. Okay, fine. Well, my favorite one that we did in the last 100 was also an interview. Um, and it was episode 243, where we talked to Eric Kelsey, who runs the Mount Washington Observatory. You know, that one was in my initial pick. <gasps> was it? Okay. It was. I wasn't sure. I super nerded out on that one. I got so excited. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know why I had, I was so excited because you set that up. Um, and I don't know if you worked with Eric and it precipitated this or what, but I don't know. I just love snow stuff and it was super interesting. I thought. Uh, yeah. Eric and I had talked at several AMS meetings mm. and finally said, Hey, we need to get you to come and talk on the show about this. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, that episode so wh- title why was, was that your favorite? I, I think it's just because it's not something I do, but I thought it was such a cool it was such a cool sort of melding of geology and meteorology. Um, the title was I Want Four Awesome Seasons, which was good, but not one of the best <laughs> titles. <laughs> but I, I think maybe that's it. Um, I have um, one of my best friends actually has land in New Hampshire, and she's not an outdoors person, which is what's so funny about it. But her husband's super obsessed with Mount Washington, and I think – not long after this, I got to talk to him about recording this and it just reignited like how how cool of an episode it was. Like I actually went back and listened to it again, which I don't think either one of us normally do <laughs> no. once they've gone out. And I was just like, no, that was really neat research. I just think like s- slope stability research and the weird extreme weather that happens in New Hampshire, <laughs> like not where you would think. Yeah, I think that's why. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one was really fun. I very much enjoyed that. Okay. So we don't like talking to each other on our podcast. Got it. <laughs> well, you know, we've, we've talked to each other for hundreds of hours. <laughs> really? That seems conservative. <laughs> on the podcast. Okay. All right. That's fine. Then. Hundreds of hours before the podcast and thousands of hours in yeah. <laughs> various beer halls. IRL. Um... Awesome. Okay. Well, that's interesting because I wondered if we would have a favorite episode, but obviously we did not. (laughs) Yeah, but that one was, you know, it was on my on my initial pick list. So okay, so that's good. All right, so you have to go next. Then I think that of my initial pick list, I think we're only going to have like two or three of these in common. So okay, so. Episode 270, Why God Made the Evening Shift with Steve Piltz. <laughs> uh, that one was really good as well. I had heard so much about Steve through you, and I followed his Twitter for quite some time, and that was an excellent episode. I loved it because it was it was one of those career-pathy episodes of mm-hmm. how, how can one get into this you know, niche, uh, how did the career path evolve? And also Steve is just one of the most intellectually curious people I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also one of those people that then follows up with that curiosity has the, (laughs) 
has the follow through to solve <laughs> something or do something totally new uh, on a Saturday afternoon because that, it was there to do. That's exactly what I was just going to say is that I think the difference in being like, oh, I'm interested in this. And Steve is that exact thing. And that is what was really cool to hear because I think so many, and, and this is getting worse and worse, and I don't know how to stop it. But the more young scientists either already graduated or scientists in school, they always say how afraid they are to say what they think out loud or, you know, they feel like imposters. They feel like imposters. And it just feels like Steve's like, well, I don't know anything about this. So I'm just going to do this stuff till I learn about it. And it's like, you need to hear that from more people because I figured that's how we all work. Like we all feel like imposters, like just get out there and do it. And he is perfect to broadcast that message. Or like, I, okay, I don't have the right instrument or the right tool or the right mm -hmm. whatever, but I bet I can make something work good enough. Yeah. Uh, and guess what? It did. And you come up with something totally new. Right. And good enough for what you thought at the time becomes the standard. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That was... So um, that, was, that, that was also one of my... My favorites, pr probably of the whole series, actually. L looking back on the series so far, I think interviews are very high up there. <laughs> Man, you just keep digging that knife in. That's fine, John. <laughs> well, we have great conversations, but it's always things that we've researched, right? Yeah, that is very uh, true. But with see, interviews, I think it's new stuff to both of us. That's true. I think when we did our space thing, that was a lot of work. But that was so cool. That oh, was yeah. Not in the last hundred, but that's probably my favorite thing that we've done on this podcast. So oh, I agree. Cool. I, if somebody says, hey, you know, I heard you have a podcast, what, like, yes. what's a good episode to start with? I'm like, uh -huh. go to the space series. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I do too. Well, at least we're in agreement on that. <laughs> um, Okay. So what, so what about you? What's your second one? So, so my second, I'll say my second one that it's not necessarily second in line, but it's the, my right. only other one with an interview, actually, of my whole list. And that was 287 with Gary McManus. Ah, yes. Mesonet <laughs> ticker. I know this probably wouldn't make yours because I was so excited about this interview because I have subscribed to the ticker for a decade and I like fangirled out on that show. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> I don't even know if you spoke. I don't know. <laughs> um, that one was so much fun for me because I'd been waiting so long. We were always like, well, we should get him on. We should get him on. And I was finally like, okay, we're going to make this happen now. And it, yeah, I had such a great time on that episode and yeah, that was a lot of fun for me. And plus I learned a lot too. And it was, it was another one that was a, not a tortuous career path, but it was kind of a cool, like, this isn't what you would always think of. And as, as a career path sort of episode too. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was, it was a very enjoyable interview, <laughs> but yes, you were, it, it was like you were meeting Elvis. <laughs> I wouldn't have been that excited to meet Elvis, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that one was super fun. That was a that was a great one. I had to make sure, too, when I was going back, because I just started going backwards, and I'm like, well, I can't pick all of them in the 290 to 270 range. <laughs> so, yeah, I had to force myself to go look through all of them before I could write anything else down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I did that as well. Uh, though, I guess two out of my three are in the late series. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, mine too. So, mm -hmm. yeah, because my next one is actually not very long ago either. Okay, so my next one, uh, it, it's actually the very next one after Steve's show. Mm hmm. Uh, episode 271, Guess Again, <laughs> Dummy, with Dr. Ryan May. <laughs> so Ryan also made my list. He's not my circled one, but he definitely made my list because we talked forever, and that was so much fun. 
<laughs> and I mean, I used to work with Ryan. Uh, you knew Ryan from school for yeah. We got our undergrads long time. together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so ages ago. Yeah, that was but a it, riot. <laughs> It was it was fun. It was funny. We talked a lot again about scientific software. So there's another theme uh, mm-hmm. in, in my favorites here. I mean, all mm-hmm. all the ones I picked are pretty technical shows. Come to think of it, uh, oh, that's but interesting. One, one thing that I really liked about uh, Ryan was talking about. Well, you know, this is software is part of your job as a scientist, and you can do it. Well, you can do it right. And at the end of the day, like it's right or it's wrong. Uh-huh. Yep. And, you know, we're dealing with that right now uh, with a project that we're doing for a customer of, hey, there's this big pile of code and what we get doesn't match it. Who's right? Because nobody ever tested any of this stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. So, uh, you know, Ryan has a very unique view of, uh, you know, he's always said that he went into a career as a software engineer because he realized he would rather like write code than papers. <laughs> uh, but he takes that same, you know, very scientific approach to code of we can, we can do this in a scientific method way. Uh, and a lot of software engineering is okay. You know, I need to make the app when they hit this button, animate or something like that. No, what 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 he does is a lot of pretty intense math, and uh, and now he's getting into some of the some of the roles of how do you work with a large team of people on an open source project. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's getting all kinds of different experiences, and it was fun to hear about that in this episode. Yep. I agree. So Ryan was like one of the top students in our class. He was, we're always trying to copy his homework. Um, (laughs) And uh, that's another example of, I love hearing about Ryan's career path because it's not traditionally academic and yet, you know, he has his PhD and everything else. And so I think the more people hear those things because you can get so discouraged with, oh, it took me four and a half years to do my PhD. I must be dumb. No, (laughs) like that's ridiculous to say, you know, and it's like, look at all these other people who also have their PhDs that took way longer than that. In Ryan's case, I mean, he was working full time and everything, but still like, it's okay. And so that was, that was the nice human part that Ryan got through, you know, really well in that interview. And also like, it's just a riot to be around. So that was fun. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that 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 made my list as well. Um, let me. So, what are you going to do for your your last one here? <laughs> yeah, this is my. <laughs> this is hard. I can. Can I have a tie? Um, uh, we'll. No, it's fine. Yeah, we'll talk about no, the no, other no, ones in it. a minute. We'll talk about the other ones here in a minute. Um. So, my last circled one of my three, I had to say was actually episode 280, and it was the Weather Proverbs episode. Interesting. (laughs) I figured you wouldn't have that one. But also, we talked about doing that episode for a long time, and just researching it was fun. I thought it was cool. And then to talk about the things that we talked about on there was really neat too, just because people say these things, but do they really know? I mean, hopefully our listeners learned something on that one, but I love that. I was always obsessed since I was little with like that red sky and morning sailors take morning proverb. And I don't know, like I've read Weatherwise magazine and it seems like they have that a lot, all the almanacs. That's just something that I, I thought that one was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't have even thought of that one. That's I know. I, again, I my, the shows I pick so. are all the ones who are like digging down into programming or building <laughs> stuff. So I think you'll be surprised by one of my two of my other ones, though, that made it. And really, yeah, well, the rest are all like a hard tie for for next favorite. So, but well, well I, I didn't keep all my tabs open oh. on purpose. For nope. I wrote it all down. <laughs> uh. But I will tell you that one that was in the 
running other than uh, with with Eric Kelsey uh, was where we interviewed you. Oh, how nice because was that? <laughs> we have been friends. So, yeah. Don't you feel bad now? <laughs> I, man, I almost obnoxiously picked that one <laughs> and then thought, oh, God, I better pick the one with John. <laughs> so because we have been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, over a decade at this point. Oh, yeah. 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 And... I still learned stuff about you in that. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's impressive. That had a pretty good title, too. That was my teddy bear and rosary title, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Hmm. Did you learn that I got a C in one of my math classes? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know how much you love differential equations. Oh, actually, I got an A in DFQ. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Calc 3 that didn't agree with me. <laughs> uh, sequences and series. God, the worst of the... Oh, oh, I think if I took that course with that professor now, it would be amazing. But he talked about the poetry of math. And as a 21-year-old, I didn't care about the poetry of math. <laughs> We've talked about that before, right? How you like history of science type yep, things. Exactly. As you get older, you're like, this As is awesome. As you get older. I know. And I was like, man, I think I would school that class now. But back then, it just made me angry. I was like, I'm in 21 hours. I don't care about what math is poetry. What is the answer to this? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, one of my alternatives, which that was nice that you said that, but this one was one of yours. And it was the episode, episode 221. Um, and it was the one that we did about plots. Okay. That one was on the list as well. Oh, okay. And I like that one because as so a couple of these are actually ones where I learned a lot from you. And that's why I liked them. And they're the ones that like, I use in real life. <laughs> I'll say, oh, hey, I know about this, blah, 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 because everyone loves, you know, unsolicited advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kind. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 and I still want to even talk more about that because that's something that I truly is still hard for me because I'm just not that type of learner. I'm just not a visual learner. And so it's not the easiest. I could talk about data all day long, but it's really hard for me to be like, this is the plot that would work for this data. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we have more to say on that for sure. I, I absolutely, I don't think like that plotting was the name of that episode <laughs> because I still don't. And that was one of my favorite ones because I, again, I actually listened to that one a, a couple of times since then. So mm -hmm. nice. Yep, that one. And then the fire one. The one that we talked about, fire weather and stuff. Because, oh, okay. you know, yeah. yeah, you were a volunteer fireman. And so you knew more about this stuff. But fire weather is something I have to consume quite a bit, teaching where I teach. And um, yeah, so the fire Triforce one was actually one of my favorite ones because that one yeah, was very interesting to me. Well, our interview with Captain Jeff Grass was also in my initial draft pick. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That was so outside the realm of what we usually talk about. And that's why it was. <laughs> yes. Because uh <-huh. laughs> like this is completely different and very enjoyable. And it's like, those are like ones that it's like, oh, this is also probably the most useful for people. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, it's one thing to like satisfy your intellectual curiosity, but these are real things that you should know about. <laughs> Right. We can talk about the different ways you can classify a sandstone, or we can tell you how to not die in a house fire. <laughs> so that was, those were two of our super popular ones. The ones about the sandstone classification. Those were the last hundred. And it's like, I didn't love those episodes. <laughs> I didn't either. I, I, I thought they were actually pretty dry. When we were recording him, I was like, who is going to listen to this for an hour? But oh we got a God. ton of feedback on that. I know. 
<laughs> and that was totally one that was like, you know, I mean, we obviously do a lot of work for this, but we also have full-time jobs. <laughs> so some weeks, like John said earlier, are less, less um, research on our part than others. And that was one of them where we were like, what can we both talk about in good detail without a lot of work? And it's those classifications because I use them constantly. So, you know, that's something I could talk about a lot. And yeah. And I remember just a month later, you're like, do you know how many people have downloaded those <laughs> episodes? So strange. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was weird. Um, I have one more, one more on my list that I wanted to mention because I have to, and this is the one I put a box around. I don't think it was the best episode, but it still remains one of my favorite scientific topics. And that was terror birds. <laughs> the, the, it was on my list initially because of the title. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, um, that was a pretty good one. I have to, I, I accidentally closed all my tabs. Um, do you remember what the title of that one was? I don't off the top of my head, but it was yeah, I'll have to. terror bird flu. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think because I don't know enough about that subject because it's not what I study that I didn't do it justice, <laughs> which is why it's not one of my favorite episodes, but I remain enraptured. That was a raptor joke by terror birds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> okay, so there's one here. Did this one make your list? This is the last one I wanted to talk about because the notes on this are crap and I don't know what it was, but it's my favorite title, Sand That Does Math. Yeah. <laughs> was that about watches? What was this about? <laughs> no, that was when we were talking about transducers and electronics. Oh, okay. It was talking okay. about like microchips. Okay. Yeah, I kept that one open and I was like, Nope, I don't know what this is about based on here, and I didn't listen to it because I didn't have my headphones, but Sand That Does Math is <laughs> the best title ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty good. So, so I'm doing some uh, live statistics looking here. Oh. Which we, don't, we don't normally look at statistics. No, I would say it's show. like every six months or greater. Do we right. sit down and have a 20 minute conversation about this? So, so far we have produced 256 hours and 55 minutes of content, not oh counting today. Goodness. <laughs> okay. Yep. So uh, that if you listen <laughs> all day during the work week, that would get you about a month and a half. Oh work. my gosh. That's impressive. Yep. Uh, our average show duration is 51 minutes. Also impressive. Do you know how freaked out we were about making time? Right. So freaked um, out. Our downloads by the month uh, are, it's it's interesting. Like sometimes we have a spike in one month. I don't really see why. Uh, episodes generally only vary by about a hundred or so downloads between episodes. Also interesting. Uh, so, you know, less than, less than 10%. Uh, but the top two episodes. Oh my goodness. Uh, in recent download history. So this is since we switched podcast hosts. <laughs> are episode 288. 95% chance of chert on mineral identification. <laughs> In episode 285, we're not going to tell you how to make it, geology field kit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Uh, hmm. The episode lifespan, most of you, if you're going to download the episode, download it uh, within the first three to four days. That's impressive to you. Of life. Uh, after that, the downloads trail off to basically nothing. Uh, we've got about 72% of you in the U S. Uh, but wow. we also have significant contingents in Australia, Canada, the UK, Germany, and the Netherlands. That is impressive. Hmm. Uh, let's see. About 28% of you are listening through Apple podcasts. Okay. Uh, 
the next biggest chunk is other. We we don't know <laughs> what you're using. Uh, and a surprising amount still, uh, about five plus percent listen in the web browser. Oh, wow. I don't listen to any podcasts in the web browser. I don't either, but I know that a lot of you do because when we have a problem with that, I get emails. That's, that's um, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. How about that? And our episode length, if you look at, let's see, I'm going to pull up the latest 50. It's basically sinusoidal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's probably only, you know, plus or minus 10, 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and every now and then we get on a stretch of very similar length. But we we generally oscillate between about 38 and 80 minutes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Around a mean of 51. That's funny. I was just looking back too, and I was like, well, these are these are all supposed to be our, our summer shorts, but man, we didn't summer short it at all this year. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> I think we only had two that were under like 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Teehee. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, there's one at 36 minutes, but that was about it for the summer shorts. Oh, one at 38. Yep, those right. were the two. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and so, you know, you said we weren't going to talk too much about where we want to go, but one of the things that puzzles me the most is how to continue to grow the podcast. Because we've, mm -hmm. we basically, and it's not a huge interest base, you know, we're not talking about major league whatever sport. You don't even know. <laughs> you know, sports ball. Uh. Um, so we're not talking about sports ball, but there are a lot of geologists out there, and we have a great community. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. over the last, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, we really haven't been able to grow that community any. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about on the podcast, I and mean, we made that joke about sponsors, but it's like, you know, I don't even know if that's something we would do. And we had, we had a small amount of discussion about it back when we thought we might get some, um, but it's the same thing. Like, you know, most geologists have a home sort of a home group, whether it's AGU or GSA, but it's like, you know, we also want to keep our podcast, our podcast. So it's not like we want to you know, go out and distribute through another venue because it's our stuff. You know, we don't want to be beholden to anybody by what we say or anything like that. Um, so I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know either how you get it. And it's so many people have podcasts now. <laughs> it's right. hard. Like it's just exploded so well, much. When we started, there was one other geology podcast. Yeah, that was it, right? And now there are a lot. I mean, like you said, every society mm -hmm. has a podcast that either they do yeah. or they sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, maybe our niche is we're the independent geology podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're the hipster podcast for That's geology right. podcasts. We were definitely here first <laughs> before it was cool. <laughs> But I mean, you can help us out with this too. If you if you like the show, tell somebody whether they're a geologist or not mm -hmm. uh, about it, and that they should listen to some episodes and see what they think. Absolutely, and you should totally use our podcast to study with because just it was not even a month ago, a student came up to me and they said, "You actually like talk about your classes on the podcast? Like, I could get answers by listening to it." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, you can." <laughs> So, you should totally do that too. <laughs> Best marketing scheme ever. I know. We'll give you the answers to your test. Just tune in. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. We will. Um, so, before I forget this, how interesting is it that both of us picked a lot of meteorology stuff? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So that was one of the questions that we asked also the last time that we did um, a big survey, which we should totally do again. I've already thought of 
10 different questions we should ask, um, was, you know, do you want more meteorology? Do you want more geology? Do you want more computer stuff? Like, which one do you want? And I know I, I often want to talk about meteorology because I don't get to usually, you know? That's fair. So, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the a lot of the episodes that I wind up doing the research for are meteorology associated just because that's something I don't get to do much of anymore. So Well, so how much mm-hmm. meteorology do you get to do in the classroom now? I mean, so I actually teach for the school of meteorology. So, you know, I get to do more than I used to. So that's nice. Um a lot of it is climate stuff. So it's not sort of like, this is how we measure weather now. You know, I don't get to do a lot of that, which I'm a little bit sad about, but I have brought more of that into like my native science class that I usually teach. Um, so even though it's at like an intro non-majors level, I've brought more meteorology into that. So I teach sections of meteorology for both my climate class and, and native science. So I get to do some more than I used to now that I'm teaching those classes more often. So that's nice. Yeah. At least. And we have at least two majors now that are dual geology meteorology majors. Oh, Mm -hmm. there had only been two before. There's only been two before. And one of them is smarter than both of us. Fascinating. Um, uh-huh. Um, I it's really funny. I will call her out because she this week sent me <laughs> sent me a screenshot of her schedule and emailed it to me and said, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to survive this. What do you think? <laughs> and she's like, I know you've been here before, so let me know. <laughs> I was like, No, I think you got it. You know, that's just she has two meteorology classes back to back. And they start at 8 a.m. Can you believe that? Who is allowed to do that? Yeah, I would have been a fan of that, but of course you would have. Yeah, <laughs> I had measurements at eight thirty in the morning, and I thought it was going to kill me. Um, but yeah, so I was like, "Nope, you got it, this girl, you got it." Um, but she is, yeah, it's it's super great. She's definitely listens to the podcast a lot too. She may have even been the one that's like, "You can get the answers from this." <laughs> yeah, so there's a few more of us coming up through the ranks. Um, So that's fun too. So they definitely come to me because, you know, when I got my two degrees, we meteorology and geology were in the same college and we were in the same building. So everyone was around each other all the time. But like when you went through the weather center was a thing. And so you don't get to, to mix the two worlds as much anymore. So I think that's got to be harder than when I did it. It was like when you had those two groups of friends that Mm -hmm. don't interact with each other and then they're all at a party that you had. Yep. Yep. And you're the only crossover person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And back in my day, like we all saw each other, at least in like the common areas. So it wasn't, it wasn't that weird. So, so yeah. So I get to talk about it more than, more than I ever thought I would, you know, and it's still the the advice that I give everyone because every single geology internship that I got offered in the interview, we talked only about meteorology. Every yeah, single Yeah. Cause everybody one. can relate. <laughs> Exactly. Everyone can relate to it. And they're like, that's weird. Why are you doing this? You're, you've got all the geology that everybody else has. Let's talk about this weird thing. And then that weird thing sticks out. And then I got job offers left and right because of it. So yeah, even if it's hard, you should totally do it. It's, it's like the most, much more expensive thing or much more expensive way to set yourself apart from, remember when I would go to conferences, I was like, I wear a bow tie. <laughs> Because nobody else wears a bow tie. And you'd be like, mm-hmm. the guy with the bow tie, go talk yes. to him about yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dude with a $50,000 also meteorology degree. <laughs> exactly. You're like, wait. And you remember that odd thing about somebody, right? <laughs> I do make the joke so much and nobody laughs at it. But I continue to make it. I refuse to quit. About saying, you know, I spent $50,000 to say... That that could be summed up in the words "air acts as a fluid." <laughs> right. <laughs> Not going to quit saying it. And also, well, I didn't pay for my school, but whatever. <laughs> the other fifty thousand was to say that rock can also act as a fluid. I know. <laughs> and then we get on this huge 
huge deal about how the physics is the same and it's so beautiful and the poetry of physics. <laughs> Sorry, my unnamed Calc 3 teacher. And you start correct. talking about, you know, the history of geology. <laughs> Which is like saying the history of history, but. Yeah, that is exactly right. It's just a little harder. <laughs> oh, my. Maybe we should cut this off. <laughs> I think so. And with that, we have to take a brief pause because I have to do cowbell rotation for episode 300. Oh, man, exciting. Yeah, so we'll be back in just a second. Okay, Shannon, so I've got the box. Ooh, the, exciting. Uh, the Apache box here. I'm going to open it up. And it's got the, uh, on the front of it, uh, Tim had put a cutout from a hand sketch of, that somebody made that was in it, SciPy, oh one of our gosh. stickers. That's awesome. <laughs> and since we are not traveling, I'm not going to use the travel cowbell. I'm going to pull out the metal cowbell here. The big one. Okay. It's not the big one. It's still small. It's travel size, but it's metal. It's not like the carbon fiber oh, one that's oh, TSA okay, approved. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. Not so with travel one. Right. The other travel cowbell. Mm-hmm. All right, and with that, thanks for the cowbell, Tim. It's time for everybody's favorite <laughs> segment of the show. Fun Paper Friday. Yay! It's so tiny. <laughs> so we have a new cowbell for the next 100 episodes. <laughs> That's awesome. And then we can go back to original cowbell after that. I'll, I'll bring it back out. All right. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be an episode of Don't Panic if we didn't have a fun paper from listener Daryl. That's right. Thanks, Daryl. Our third our third co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Unearthing Real-Time 3D Ant Tunneling Mechanics by Macedo et al. Um, so I can't get a PNAS article that's younger than two years old. <laughs> so I had to make do with just the abstract and the movies. And there are some figure or some pop science things that had some more figures. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Caltech had an article on this research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but still worth seeing. And the movie yes. of the ant going through the tunnel is super cool. Somebody spent way too much time avoiding doing something else. Amazing. <laughs> oh, that's what I love. <laughs> But see, that wound up being a, a movie in PNAS. So there you go. So in this uh, interview that I saw with one of the authors, they said, well, they'd been fascinated by, you know, seeing where people pour molten plastic or lead or aluminum or whatever into an anthill and then exhume it. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, do ants know how to make this? Is it emergent? Like... What's the tunneling process like for an ant? And so they found somebody in bioengineering and found somebody in nuclear engineering and figured out a way to use X-ray, uh, computed tomography, X-ray CT, to generate images of how ants tunnel. And they figured out some pretty interesting things. So cool. So basically they just make arches because then you have the best, you know, the best structural situation so it doesn't collapse. That's what I got from the abstract. <laughs> well, and what's really interesting, I thought, was so this is all granular mechanics, which is closely related to earthquake mechanics, mm -hmm. what I did for a long time. Okay. And they were doing like particle level models of the force chains that support the tunnel so it doesn't collapse. Right, because they're taking... Feasibly, the ants are taking pieces out one particle at a time. Right, because they're tiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what was really interesting was they said the ants are basically playing Jenga. <laughs> they're seeing which particle is loose because it's not bearing any load. Mm -hmm. And they pull that one out. That's so cool. 
And they said, if you want to be a very effective tunneler that lives for very long, <laughs> you get good at this game. <laughs> so my daughter would make the worst aunt ever. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the Jenga player, huh? Right. Yeah, it's super loud when we play Jenga. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> She's actually pretty impressive, but, you know, still. Um, yeah. So in this, they had some super cool recreations and then basically like what an ant would see as it's going through making these decisions and going through one of their x-ray scans of the, the computer tomography scan of the tunnel. And that was really fun. I definitely played that movie like three times. <laughs> and I thought it was funny because in the interview they said, you know, these ants, like sometimes we'd put them in the little cups and want them to dig because we've got, you know, we're, we're sitting at this big expensive machine. Yeah. And they wouldn't do anything. Uh-huh. Or sometimes they would go to digging right away before we could get it in the machine to start with. Uh-huh. Or sometimes they would dig a little while and then just take a break. <laughs> That's what happens, man. <laughs> My friend bought an ant farm and her ants never dug. And they lived like how? I don't understand <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they said it took about a year to culture the ants and figure out how to handle them and figure out how to do this in an XRCT. Is that even how many generations of ants is a year of working with them, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we could look up this specific. <gasps> the specific ant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Another fun paper. Oh, absolutely. I have no ant doubt. mortality. <laughs> when you had said... Daryl sent this ant paper, and I said, oh, I'm sure we've already done that. I feel like we've done a lot of ant papers, but nope, this is a different one. <laughs> uh, yes. Yep. <laughs> this is and actually out. It's dated September 7th, 2021. I was just going to comment on that. It is a paper from the future right now. That's <laughs> why so I couldn't find it. <laughs> it doesn't even <laughs> exist yet. <laughs> as as uh, Marty McFly would say, it's heavy. <laughs> What is there something different about gravity in the future? <laughs> right. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So um, yeah, ants ants play Jenga, and that results in them making these tunnels that go down at the steepest angle, but don't exceed the angle of repose. Right. Because, well, then it would fall in and all the particles start holding a lot more force. So interesting. Um, just so you know, a colony of these type of ants lives for 15 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. I did, did know it said that the these ant hills can be inhabited for decades. Yeah. So that, that single colony, that's impressive. Hmm. There's, hmm. Oh, there's, you're correct. There is a massive trove of... Pogonomermex, that's the type of ant. Papers out there. Yeah. This is why we didn't go into biology, by the way. We can't say anything. We can't pronounce anything. Uh, <laughs> a worker lives an average of six months. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So an individual ant will live for six months. But those are the workers. I'm assuming the queen and stuff lives much longer. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But it said they even have like chambers for trash like they dig specific chambers to put waste in they dig nurseries they dig a place for the queen they dig barracks for the workers so strange i i I, when i was little like i i love entomology it's probably if i did a life science of any type it would have been entomology um i mean i have a tattoo of a moth for god's sake uh (laughs) so (laughs) I love that stuff. And I always said when I was little, I was like, I think ants are smarter than people. I stand by it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stand by it now. And insects will probably obviously take over the world because there are so many of them. But uh yeah. Interesting. Well, so there we go. Your 301st fun paper. (laughs) From the future. From the future. <laughs> awesome. Thanks to our co-host, Daryl. <laughs> yes. And Shannon, if folks have any x-ray tomography scans that they would like to send us of their ant or other burrowing creature 
burrowing patterns. I think my dogs would be eligible for this by now. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, how can they get those to us? Show at don'tpanicgeocast.com. You can tweet us at don'tpanicgeo. I'm at Shannon Doolin and John is at geo underscore Lehman. As always, thank you to our Patreon supporters for keeping us going for all these years. <laughs> if you want to keep hearing from us, and we know you do, you can support us too. You can go to patreon.com slash don't panic geo. And with that money, we can even get a new set of stickers and start sending some more out, I think. Right, John? Yeah, I've got a few left, but if you don't have, have stickers, <laughs> uh, you should let us know and we can yeah. we can get you some podcast stickers for we your laptop, water can. bottle, car, somebody else's car. Please, please, somebody else's car. <laughs> <laughs> And until next week, remember, don't panic. It's not an exact science. Any opinions, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed are solely ours and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers or funding agencies. 